Hello everyone, happy Friday. We are back with another episode. And I want to share this topic with you today from the comfort of my home, from the comfort of my couch, with my windows open, well, my blinds open, I should say, uh, allowing the sunshine in, my coffee prepared. It's getting cold, actually. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I'm one of those people who is weird. Uh, I do like to drink my coffee cold. <laughs> Not necessarily an iced coffee, but I do like to drink it cold. Room temperature coffee. I like room temperature coffee. <laughs> but um, I want to share this with you today because I feel like it can help a lot of us who may be struggling with manifestation and with living in the end, with feeling our affirmations to be true, with believing in our affirmations, with feeling confident in our manifestational power. I want to share this with you. I want to I want to put a disclaimer real quick that we are going to be talking about a few heavy things. I am going to be sharing my personal experiences. Some of you might resonate with this. Some of you may not. And I want you to go into this episode knowing that heavy emotions may come up. Knowing that it's okay for heavy emotions to come up. Knowing that it's okay and I fully commend you if you want to listen to this episode with a notebook. If you want to listen to this episode with an emotional support buddy. If you want to listen to this episode while you're not driving, while you're not cleaning up your house, while you're able to sit and fully invest. So, disclaimer, we will be talking about trauma in this episode and how trauma can impact us when it comes to manifestation. And I want to say this, trauma does not have to stop you from manifesting a better life for yourself. But what trauma does is sometimes it creates resistance, especially when it comes to creating a better self-concept, a healthier self-concept. Trauma can create resistance in regard to creating and believing in that better version of ourselves that is able to have what it is that we desire. It can create resistance that we maybe didn't think it could create that can cause us to feel as though we are powerless, we don't feel secure, we don't feel confident, right? So, disclaimer, we are talking about trauma. It is going to bring up some heavy emotions. I am going to be sharing my personal experience with something that I have gone through, not necessarily recently, but something that I made a recent decision on and the cathartic release that came with that. Um, and the uh, 
remorse that I feel in some way, shape, and form over the decision that I've had to make and how it's going to impact me from here. Some of you may resonate with my story, so feel free to let me know how you resonate at the end of this episode. I will be um, providing a a question in the community tab that you can answer through Spotify or Anchor. Um, And without further ado, let's dive right in. So, first off, why am I talking about trauma in regard to manifestation? And how can trauma impact manifestation? There are two ways in which trauma can impact manifestation because there are two ways in which trauma impacts us. First, there is the trauma itself, the traumatic event, the traumatic relationship, the abuse that we may have faced, the ways in which we have been unable to self-regulate the ways in which we have learned to cope with that trauma. And then there is the impacts of trauma healing. Once we actually go into that healing journey and we start to find and create healthier habits and healthier coping mechanisms and we don't ignore the trauma we don't lean into the trauma we don't dwell on the trauma but we allow ourselves to move into a split a space a space place a space all right (laughs) we allow ourselves to move into a space of healing um (laughs) but we allow ourselves the opportunity to um seek out emotional support When we are healing, we allow ourselves to seek out professional help. We allow ourselves to seek out spiritual ways of healing, such as investing in Reiki healing to align our chakras. We may um, invest in different types of yoga practices, such as Hatha yoga, Kundalini yoga, We may invest in different types of meditative practices and we may start journaling. Whatever it is that contributes to our healing. The healing impacts us very much so in that positive way. Even if we are experiencing negative emotions, when we allow ourselves the space to allow those emotions to come up, and to release those emotions instead of continuing to oppress ourselves and suppress those emotions. That is how the healing impacts us. And we all know how the trauma impacts us. For those of us who have experienced trauma or those of us who may not have experienced trauma but we know someone who has. The trauma impacts us very much in those negative ways because we, when we experience trauma, it has a lot of weight on our self-worth. 
when we experience trauma, we learn whether or not we can depend on people for emotional support. And especially when it comes to trauma that we have experienced since childhood. If we have experienced trauma since childhood, we learn such things as, oh, well, we can't go to people to help us emotionally regulate. We will shut down, we won't ask for help, we learn that we can't ask for help. And to put it bluntly, it sucks to learn these things as a child, that we can't expect other people to help us, we can't expect other people to understand when we are overwhelmed, we can't express ourselves when we're overwhelmed. And we just, we, we learn inevitably to shut down and we never learn how to self-regulate. We have to focus on being, as a child, more adult for ourselves than we were supposed to be because we have to depend on ourselves to self-soothe. We have to depend on ourselves to learn different things that maybe our parents are not present enough to, to help us learn, especially if we have such things as a neglectful parent or an absentee parent. Um, in whatever way, shape, or form that parent might be absentee, even if that absenteeism, if that's a word, um, even if that absence, okay, absence is a, is a better word, even if our parents' absence is for the benefit of providing a roof over our head, providing food on the table, they're working their butts off to be able to provide for us, especially if they're a single parent. We feel that impact. And even if it was, whether it was purposeful or not, whether they recognize that impact or not, sometimes winds up being irrelevant because we understand the impact. Once we grow older, once we get to a point where we learn about trauma, once we get to a point where we meet other people who may have had similar experiences, once we get to a point where our coping mechanisms don't work anymore, such as smoking, drinking, um, turning to drugs, uh, anything like that, that winds up being a coping mechanism that inevitably winds up hurting us. And sometimes we, we don't recognize how, how much until it winds up hurting someone else in our lives. We learn from these people. We learn from these experiences. Who we can and can't trust, how we can and can't express ourselves, whether we should or shouldn't express ourselves, what happens when we try to express ourselves. And it can negatively impact us. And then it's up to us to be able to learn not just how to self-soothe, but how to self-regulate and how to 
be okay with emotional support once we do receive emotional support and how to ask for emotional support, how to communicate our needs, even to ourselves. And that's something that comes with trauma that I feel like is not spoken of enough. I feel like we focus a lot on the external impacts of trauma and how the the traumatic event, the traumatic relationship, whatever it was, has impacted us in an external way. And therefore, that external impact has translated into an internal impact. But I feel like we don't often talk about and this is just this is just my opinion from my experiences as well. So this is based on experience for what I've seen, based on experience for what I've experienced for myself. We don't often talk about how we can even communicate our needs to ourselves. Because there comes a point in our trauma healing and, and it coincides with spiritual healing too, with doing shadow work and doing inner child healing and healing inner child wounds. At the end of the day, it's, it's also a psychological process to, to heal inner child wounds and do that, quote, shadow work. In the, spi- in the spiritual community, in the metaphysical community, in the manifestation community, we will call it shadow work. But in psychological healing, We'll call it journaling. We'll call it um, uh, self-evaluation. We'll call it self-regulation. We'll call it um, inner child work. Because either way, we are focusing on that inner child aspect of ourselves. Especially if we are a victim of childhood abuse and trauma. We will focus on that inner child and we will recognize that inner child that couldn't turn to mommy. That every time they tried to turn to mom, they may have had a sympathetic mother, but an abusive father or an abusive father figure. Or they may have even had a neglectful mother because their mother didn't know how to emotionally regulate themselves, so their mother had emotional outbursts. And therefore their mother couldn't help them during times of overwhelm and distress. They couldn't help them to co-regulate. Through a hug, through talking about it, through assessing the child's needs, whether they're tired, they're hungry, whether they need more water, whether they need to be read a bedtime story, whatever it is that the child might need to help them regulate, the parent is neglectful towards. And the child learns that they can't turn to their parents. The child learns, even up into adulthood, that they have to depend on themselves. And once they recognize as an adult through experiences with other people, through taking it upon themselves to seek out professional healing, 
they learn that they shouldn't have gone through that experience. And it can make them angry to start. They'll be angry with, with the situation. They'll be angry with their parent. They'll be angry that their friend that they met had a better experience in their childhood than they did. They'll be angry at people who have good relationships. They'll be jealous at people who have good relationships and, and had better upbringings and had better childhoods. But then they'll go through that healing and they'll start to say, okay, well, I'm no longer angry, I'm no longer jealous. But I also feel sorry for myself because now I have this inner child to work with and to acknowledge and to accept even. And this is going to be a heavy process for me. And the reason it makes sense and the reason why I talk about it in relation to manifesting is because when we experience trauma, especially since childhood, when we experience trauma dating as far back as our childhood, particularly between the ages of 7 and 10, or any of our formative years, which would, which would be more between the ages of about 4 to 10, 5 to 10 would be your formative years. When you're experiencing or when you have experienced trauma since that young of an age, how you view yourself. It impacts your self-esteem. It impacts how you view yourself when you look in the mirror. It impacts how you think of yourself as an intelligent person, as whether or not you're worthy, of love, of friendship, of something nice. <laughs> it impacts your relationships with other people and, and the friendships that you create. It impacts your romantic relationships. Hell, it even impacts your relationship with money. It impacts every aspect of your life in a crucial way in an often negative way because you learn how to see yourself and you learn that you should assess yourself and your value by how other people perceive you and you learn whether this is true or not, because oftentimes it's not true. Or, or even if it is true, and when you learn that it's true, it, it hurts even more. You learn that your parent will abandon you. You learn that your parent is neglectful of you. 
you learn that your parent cannot help to meet your needs and will not help to meet your needs. So you assume throughout the rest of your life that you will never get your needs met and that you should never strive to get your needs met and that you should strive to meet other people's needs and do what other people expect of you all the time and that you should put yourself on the back burner. And what kind of sick, twisted shit is that? <laughs> very, very, very reactiony there, but very, very hard thing to learn and a hard thing to accept that you've learned and a difficult process to unlearn it because it's simply not true that you're never going to have your needs met. And that you shouldn't want to have your needs met. You can have your needs met. Your emotional needs, your physical needs, whatever it is. Whatever you need should be met. And to believe that you should never have your needs met. And that you should always, you know, basically stick your neck out for other people. To even be worthy of a place in in anyone's life. Especially the life of your parents. It's just a hard, hard thing to go through. And the reason I go back to saying that it's important when we are talking about manifestation to understand the impacts of trauma and how trauma can affect us when we are manifesting new changes for ourselves. is because that trauma has instilled a belief system in us. Belief systems about ourselves, belief systems about the world around us, belief systems about how we should expect to be treated by other people, belief systems about how we should be treating others, belief systems about respect, belief systems about honesty and loyalty, belief systems about who we can trust and and whether or not we should even trust ourselves belief systems about money and whether or not we are worth uh, worthy of a good job, belief systems about whether or not we should strive to go to college specifically to have a good job, <laughs> and all of these different things. Our belief systems are very much rooted in our childhood experiences. And we can unlearn those belief systems and learn new ones. It just takes a lot of persistence, is what it takes. It takes persistence in that new belief system. It takes continuing to affirm. It takes repetition. It takes repetition to create a habit. And it has been proven even psychologically and and uh, physically with... Um, with physical activity, with psychological help, with anything like that. That 10,000 repetitions of something is what you technically need to get to. And you can get to that in a week. You, you totally can, trust me. 10,000 repetitions of an activity, of a belief, of a principle, of an idea, of a whatever, helps to instill a habit and a belief. 10,000 repetitions. 
is what helps it to form into a habit, is what helps it to form into a new belief, is what helps it to form into a new idea system. 10,000 repetitions. I know it seems like a lot, but it honestly isn't. And if it feels like a lot to you, trust me, it felt like a lot to me too. But it's a lot easier to reach 10,000 than you think. And the, and the key to reach 10,000 is to not think about the goal. <laughs> like, I'm going to say that right now. This is my personal belief from my personal experience. Don't think about the goal. Don't just think about the goal. Think about the steps towards the goal. See, see the end goal and work backwards, basically. And, and this is why I say don't just think about the goal. See the end goal and work backwards. How can you get to that end goal? Think about it like this. If, you were, if your end goal were to get to a goal weight, for example, you would see that goal weight, right? And then you would, then you would go backwards and figure out your goal posts and your milestones that you would need to reach to be able to get to that goal weight and how you can start implementing those habits to be able to get down to that goal weight or get to or or bulk your way up to that goal weight whether you are slimming down and then focusing on maintaining that weight and maintaining muscle mass or you are wanting to bulk up so that you can have more muscle on your body to be able to feel healthier for yourself whatever it is that's going to make you feel good about yourself, healthy for yourself, whatever that looks like for you, and you want to maintain that goal weight, you have that goal weight in mind, and then you work backwards to be able to figure out the steps that will take you to that goal, right? You create that roadmap. You you create a diet plan. You create a, a, a plan of how many days and how many hours and how many reps of whatever you're going to do to be able to reach that end goal. How much you're going to work out? How much you're going to go walking? Are you going to go walking every morning? Are you going to go biking? Are you going to go to the gym for 30 minutes five days a week? Or are you going to go to the gym for an hour five days a week? What kind of activities will you be doing at the gym? How many repetitions of whatever are you going to be doing? How long are you going to, uh, you know, walk, walk on the treadmill to, to get your cardio up before you do anything else? How, how long does it take you to do your warm-up exercises before you even start your actual exercises? How long does it take you to get to the gym? How long does it take you to get back home? Whatever. And you start implementing this plan and you start creating these blocks of time for you to be able to achieve that goal, right? So... Don't just look at the end goal. Look at the end goal, have the end goal in mind, but then look at the roadmap to be able to get to that end goal and how you can start creating those habits right now. But with trauma, in regards to manifestation, in regards to reaching end goals, it can be difficult because it will create resistance because you're brain has been wired to 
always be in fight or flight, to always be in survival mode, to always be looking for the next trigger, to always be on your toes, to always be on guard. I was recently speaking to a family member, my grandmother actually, um, I was speaking to my grandmother and I told her that one of my triggers to this day, I learned through programming, subconscious programming, to be afraid of loud noises at a certain point in my life, and particularly the opening of a garage. I hate hearing a garage door open when I don't know that somebody is is coming home. And I am working through that trigger. I am actively working through that trigger. I recently pinpointed why that trigger is there and what caused that trigger and what that trigger taught me and how that trigger even formed. And... I sat with myself and and journaled on that and even um, submitted it as even brought up the experience as part of a project for uh, uh, a piece of uh, schoolwork that I recently submitted um, because I am in school for psychology and it was like oh wait a minute this is a uh, this is a revelation and I recognized why, and I, and I will be getting into that story soon, I recognized why I still have a fear of a garage door opening. <laughs> and uh, not necessarily a fear, but I definitely don't like the noise. Um, and I have this like averse response to it, and like my, my skin prickles, and it feels like nails on a chalkboard kind of deal. <laughs> and and um, it, it just, I was like, wait, what? I still feel that way and I prefer to open the garage as opposed to hearing the garage door opening Um, but I am working through that trigger and I'm working to be more confident in myself and be more secure in myself and my own body and be more secure within my relationships so that I don't feel triggered by the opening of a garage door anymore Um, but one of my triggers is the garage door opening and I find it funny in a way, um, like not funny haha, but more like, wow, that's just a really specific, really weird trigger. I never knew, I never knew that I had that. And, um, like I knew that I had it, but I never worked to pinpoint why, um, until very recently, uh, with my therapist, by the way. And, uh, you know, yes, I'm a manifestation believer and, um, I believe in manifestation, I believe in the power of now, I believe in being the opera power of your own universe and still needing therapy because I am human. Um, So uh, I I do want to, you know, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again, I am imperfect and I like that fact. Um, So I I am human, I have human emotions, I have human responses to things. I I do like the fact that I have a therapist. Um, I will actually need one. Uh, being a psychologist, so, you know, uh, but, uh, I, I don't deign to be perfect, I just deign to be real, 
Um, so I recognize that trigger and I recognized why I have that trigger. But it was very kind of startling to me to even admit that trigger and even admit that I still find that to be a triggering thing to this day. Um, But even with all of the trauma that I have experienced, even with all of the negative experiences that I've gone through, I am starting to look at my past in more of a positive light and look at the positive experiences that I've had and all of these different things that I'm looking at within my life so that I don't continue to hold those negative attachments or grudges or anything like that. I hate holding grudges. They, they feel icky to me. Um, even if I've had to make difficult decisions within relationships with people, um, I still don't hold grudges, even if I've had to tell someone goodbye or they've told me goodbye um, and I've lost friends or you know, had to excommunicate family members. I don't hold grudges. I still wish people well. I still um, wish them happy, healthy healing. Um, I still wish for the best for them um, because I don't, I don't like holding grudges. I don't like holding grudges in my body. They feel uncomfortable. Um, but I, you know, I do still care. I do still love the person, even if we don't have good terms even if we're not on good terms and I don't see us ever being on good terms ever again I still hold love in my heart towards that person and I still wish them well that is that is me personally that is how I choose to heal that is that is the energy that I choose to send out even if they're not sending the same back I don't care if it's reciprocated I I send you good energy you know that that's just who I am um and I worked hard to get to this point. Um, and I'm not saying that to, you know, brag. I'm not saying that to, to be like, oh, I worked hard to get to this point because I was bitter. And, you know, I was bitter at one point. I, I did hold grudges. But I, I worked on myself because I wanted to. I worked on releasing grudges because I wanted to. Because I recognized how they made me feel. So. Now getting into my experience that I will share only because it's relevant, not because I want to go into any old stories, not because I want to continue bringing up anything and dwelling on it. Um, I have spoken ad ad nauseum um, to uh, several loved ones in my life um, about what has transpired and about my experiences uh, with traumatic events, with traumatic experiences. Um, and with what I'm about to tell you, um, and I'm going to spare some details because there are a lot of details that aren't relevant to the story anymore. Um, but I have experienced, um, abandonment, neglect, and, um, several forms of not necessarily physical abuse, but emotional and mental abuse, um, psychological abuse since I was a child. And, um, One of the relationships that I realized was a very negative relationship in my life was my relationship with my own mother. And I know she listens to this podcast. Um, this is not a fuck you to, to you. 
Um, if you're listening to this podcast, if you are coming across this episode, this is not a fuck you to you, mother. Um, I love you. Like I just expressed, I do wish you happy, healthy, wealthy, healing. I wish you all the happiness in the world. I hope that you find your happiness, whatever that looks like for you. I hope that you lean into that. I hope that you continue to strive to do the best for yourself in your life. Um, And I do love you. I do love you very much. But because I love you and I also love myself, I had to stop fighting for this relationship. Which includes a bit of an excommunication from you. And I know the implications and the repercussions of that. But I know that it was what was the healthiest decision for me. The healthiest decision for both of us. And if in the future we do have a chance of having a healthy relationship, then we will see it through. We will cross that bridge when we get there. But for now, the the drawbridge is is back up to this relationship. This is my castle, this is my kingdom. You do not get the, the drawbridge lowered to come into my kingdom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. But going into what happened without giving too many details because it is very personal, um, I basically told my mom that I was done fighting for a relationship in which I felt like I wasn't receiving equal investment, equal energy. There were ways in which I have recently felt disappointed by certain things that um, have happened within our relationship, certain things that I felt as though I was promised one thing and then received another, Um, certain ways in which I felt that I was still fighting for her approval and her permission and her acceptance of me and what I love and certain ways in which I felt like anytime I would try to express myself or try to express excitement or joy towards something, I would get a disinterested response and I was not happy with that. And I had a very cathartic release I legitimately screamed and cried my my throat still feels a little raw from that (laughs) my body still feels a little raw from that my eyes still feel a little raw from that holy shit um (laughs) uh but I did have a very cathartic release over it I screamed and cried like legitimately screamed uh at the top of my lungs at the top of my belt um I'm a singer so I so I say at the top of my belt um and cried and it hurt (laughs) and uh you know but I allowed myself the release of those emotions and then I did what I needed to do um whether that was sit with myself and self-regulate whether that was journal um whether that was watch a comfort movie um (laughs) I I did whatever I could do whatever I felt was right in that moment after having that cathartic release, after speaking to friends. um, Also, shout out to the friend, not going to name him by name, 
Uh, he knows who he is. He listens to this podcast as well. Um, you beautiful fucking rock star of a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you with all of my heart and soul. Um, and I and I say that with confidence because you have been a good friend to me uh, for the past seven years. And I'll always have like a very very strong fondness for you. Um, but he got me to re- he got me to open up about it. And uh, shout out to that man. Uh, you're fucking gorgeous. I love you. <laughs> Um, you're glorious. You are a beautiful human, even if you don't always feel like you are. Uh, but I really do appreciate, um, and I'm sorry for, uh, not expressing this in the healthiest way to start, but, um, I really do appreciate you being there for me. Um, I've told you that incessantly and, uh, I know I've told you that incessantly, so, um, you have to hear it again, <laughs> but, uh, I, I really do appreciate, um, him being there for me, and, uh, yeah, but I had a very cathartic release over it, and I realized that it was still the healthiest thing that I could do for myself, because at the end of the day, I don't need anyone else's approval to live my life. I don't need anyone else's um, validation. I don't need to continue to seek validation from people who cannot and will not give that to me. Um, And continuing to get disappointed and get hurt and get upset um, through wanting to turn to someone who should be there, um, who even, and, and this is an example that I will give, Um, who, even when I have called her crying, very obviously crying and needing emotional support, she seemed like she was angry at me for needing that emotional support. She very much seemed like she couldn't give it, like she didn't want to give it, and even asked me um, if I was in therapy or um, have I spoken to my therapist about it when I was in therapy. And I'm just like, um, ma'am, I need my mom. (laughs) Uh, So I knew that it was the healthiest decision for me. And there are repercussions. There are implications. There are things that I will have to accept moving moving forward. Um, There are things that I will maybe even still have to release moving forward. But I know that it was the healthiest decision for myself. And even though it pained me to do so, it had been a long time coming. Five years worth of therapy and crying on the phone to my friends and loved ones and asking many why questions, the the top of which was, why doesn't she love me? Because I really did feel unloved um, in, in many ways. Even though there's a part of me that knows that my mom does love me, um, I didn't feel that love. I didn't feel that appreciation. I didn't feel that support. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel. I didn't feel that. Um, 
I, I felt more like I was judging myself and like I was continuing to have to face um, the negative consequences of things that I have apologized for that I did in the past and things that I have worked towards healing from that I felt were still being held against me and ways in which I did the best to express myself and there and and I will give credit where credit is due there were many experiences that um even as a young teenager and child that I was able to partake in because of my mom um there were many trips to Disney World that I was able to have many trips to Disneyland we lived in California for a while and we and we would go to Disneyland um many experiences that I was able to have I went on a trip to DC I I visited another country um you know I went to England uh when I was a teenager and that was a beautiful experience I I can't wait to someday go back to England and and visit the country again and maybe go to the English countryside um as opposed to just going to like London and shit like that and um but uh and, and maybe actually going to Arundel Castle because they went to Arundel um, and I decided to sleep in. <laughs> but um, that, that was on me. Like, I didn't go to Arundel because I decided to sleep in. But, um, but uh, you know, just different things that I, I have experienced because of my relationship with my mom. Different vacations that I've taken, different places that I've gone. I've shit, I've gone like snowboarding because of my mom. Uh, at one point, we had family who lived in Arizona, and during the winter, um, the mountains in Arizona would get snow, and we did go snowboarding. That was fun. Um, so like uh, you know, uh, but uh, and and like sledding down down a down a snowy hill. That was that was fun. Uh, but you know, just different things that I, I have been able to experience, uh, that were good and different ways in which I have connected with my mom that were good. Um, thank you mom for, uh, the good times. Thank you mom for teaching me what you could teach me. Thank you mom for doing the things that you knew to do that were going to actually contribute to my growth. Thank you for all of the things that I did experience that were good. Thank you for all of the movie nights. Thank you for all of the sleepovers that you allowed me to have. Thank you for investing in dancing, singing lessons, uh, piano lessons, um, helping me through college, uh, letting me go on choir trips, letting me go to DC, um, uh, taking me with you to England, um, all of those different things that I have been able to experience that were good. But I appreciate all of those things, like just implicitly, because there were ways in which I did have a good life. I mean, fuck, I lived in California for fuck's sake and was able to go to Disneyland. Um, like, hello. <laughs> um, and uh, my mom really did accept a lot of things about me. But there were ways in which I feel especially as an adult, that I just didn't really have the best relationship with her and I didn't have a good relationship with myself because of the relationship that I was still fighting for with her. And while I love you, Mom, 
and I know that you're probably listening to this whenever you listen to this. Um, I love you. I want you to know that I love you, but I had to do the healthy thing for myself. This is turning into a bit of a personal episode, um, as well as uh, talking about how trauma can affect manifestation. But I needed to get this out. I needed to share my story with you guys to show you that I am human and I go through different things and it's affected my manifestational powers and my manifestational um, confidence. So yeah, like (laughs) I've had things in my life impact me. Um, And I appreciate the fact that I have this platform and I have my listeners and y'all are beautiful and y'all are amazing magical manifestors and operant powers of your own reality and creators of your own reality and I thank y'all so much for being here and listening to this podcast and tuning in and giving me a space to be able to share these things with you guys um so thank you um but at the end of the day I know that I did the right thing, even if it hurt, because it does. It does hurt a little bit, but she gave me a lot of things to ponder. She gave me a lot of things that she taught me. She helped me in a lot of different ways, Um, and she gave me a lot of things that I can take with me and still say that I'm proud to be interested in. Um, A lot of my favorite movies I've shared with my mom, Uh, Dirty Dancing, uh, When Harry Met Sally, Grease, Harry Potter, (laughs) Lord of the Rings, um, my favorite holiday movies, which are The Holiday and Love Actually, I watch them every Christmas, Um, my favorite uh, witch movie being Practical Magic, uh, and uh, Fuck Witches of Eastwick, Uh, (laughs) um, and and loving the the authors that I love, such as Alice Hoffman and Jane Austen, and... um, being being an avid book reader and 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 still loving uh Harry Potter even though I I have my views on on the author now but um you know being able to still invest in that world temporally because I mean I grew up with the magic of Harry Potter and it's still magical to me um and just all of these different things that like my mom really has given me and allowed me to experience and nurtured for me but um there are ways in which I I missed out on maybe some critical nurturing that um so many friends have noticed uh so many family members have noticed and and picked up the slack for um not gonna get into that story because uh uh, don't (laughs) don't need to remind my mom of all of the bad shit (laughs) um don't 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 need to you know make her make her feel you know, shitty. <laughs> like, I'm not here to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, just just different ways in which multiple therapists, multiple friends, multiple family members have pointed out the ways in which I, I did kind of miss out because they observed it. Um, not, not to, you know, slight my mother, but they observed the, the ways in which I didn't get some of the nurturing that I was, was hoping for, didn't get that approval, didn't get that, um, you know, didn't get that, uh, stability that I was hoping for and didn't get that emotional support that I would turn to her for and I would have to seek it elsewhere. And 
just different just different things that at the end of the day I'm healing from at the end of the day I don't hold against her and I don't hold grudges against her for but still still very much impacted me and still very much hurt for a long long time and I know that I'm okay and I know that I'm going to be okay I have an amazing support system beautiful support system of friends family members all of that um and I know that I'm going to be okay in my life no matter what happens because I can manifest a new reality I can move on I can move forward I am the creator of my own universe I am the operant power I am a master manifester. I am good at manifesting. I can have everything that I desire from here on out. Nothing is impossible. I am limitless. And I feel better having shared my story. I feel better having recognized how trauma has impacted me on this journey. And I feel better sharing this with you to let you know that you're not alone. It's okay to seek any of the help that you possibly need to seek. It's okay to seek emotional support. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to believe in manifestation and still seek therapy, still seek help, still, um, maybe even be medicated it's okay it's okay to recognize that you are human just as much as you are a spiritual being okay I love you I know that this episode is the longest episode I have done in a long time (laughs) I hope that you have an amazing weekend I will be posting more positive episodes soon. Um, Not to say that this wasn't a positive episode, but it was a heavy episode. Um, I will be posting more episodes soon. I will be posting more frequently. (laughs) Um, I've just been adjusting to a lot of things in my life. (laughs) And um, I hope that you have an amazing weekend. I hope that you remember that you are a beautiful and amazing creator of your own reality. You can have everything that you desire. Everything that you desire is already yours. You are a master manifester. You are so good at manifesting a new life for yourself. And you are loved. You are seen. You are heard. You are valued. You are validated. It's okay to do that for yourself and it's okay to hear other people validate you you don't have to force it you don't have to fight for it just appreciate the ones who give it to you every single day I love you I love you master manifesting rock stars and I will speak to you again you will hear from me again in the next episode bye Hello, 
everyone. This is Alice B. Skellinger, your hostess of the Skellington Grin Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, feel free to leave a rating and review. If you would like to open up episode discussion, feel free to send me a message on the community tab through Spotify or Anchor, or simply email me at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y-A-L-I-C-E at gmail.com. If you would like to purchase any of my spiritual services, such as tarot readings, cord cuttings, and relationship one-on-one courses, visit my website at skellingtongrin.square.site. That's S-C-H-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N-G-R-I-N dot square dot site. You can also connect with me on social media by following me at Skellington Grin on Instagram and TikTok. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. And remember, you are a master manifester. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.